chance to feel like heroes too Forever we'll win And if we should lose We know someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Well, Evan, welcome back to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast This is normally the part where I'd say, you know How are the Cubs doing? How's everything going with the Cubs? What players are really coming on in camp? But Obviously, there is no camp right now. The major league season has been, you know, suspended indefinitely due to the coronavirus, as well most other parts of life. And I'll just ask you, Evan, what do we make of all this? You know, it's it's so. I mean, I, I, odd isn't really the word, and I guess that's what's difficult is we are in this this spot where you know outside of. 9/11 is the closest I can I can think, but but even then, that was it's certainly not a singular event. I don't I don't mean to distill it or or kind of marginalize it to that extent, but that that was a thing. And and while there were definitely some ramifications and a lot of unknowns out of it, it was so different from what we're dealing with now, where. I mean, the situation really is just completely fluid and dynamic, and we really don't know. You know, there's no way to put a date on here's when things can start. And, and really, over the last few days, things have been pushed out further and further. You know, I mean, it went from, uh, you know, hey, kind of limit some of these groups to then suspending seasons to canceling the, the March Madness tournament and all NCAA sports moving forward. And, you know, the CDC just today – uh, issued guidance of saying, you know, no groups of, of 50 or more. And at the same time, we're getting reports of, you know, there might be this cure that was found. There might be vaccine trials starting on Monday. And so there's some positives in there. But all of these things now combined to, to say, you know, it's probably going to be at best early June for the actual regular season. You know, and it's possible maybe a, an abbreviated spring training restarts in, in mid to late May. But I mean, we're talking a good two months plus, you know, maybe eight to nine to ten weeks of no baseball and and ostensibly no other sports at all, professional or collegiate, in that time. And so it's just, I, I, I don't think anybody has really wrapped their brains around it. And, and I think we're, you know, until we get some reports, everything we've seen publicly from Major League Baseball is it they're still, you know, kind of upholding the idea that, yeah, we could still get in a full season. You know, yeah, the the London series, yeah, that's still cool. That's still on. Um, but I, I think reasonably you start looking at it, you start really being honest. It's like this thing's going to be cut way short. And, and, and it should be. You know, let's not try to jury rig some weird setup. Let's just play this thing out, see where it goes. But it is, man, it is tough. It is really, really really weird when you're a sports fan and there's literally nothing new to follow. It's all old stuff. And I just, I've never been in a position, anything like this. And I don't think anybody really has. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I just said, I gave you a really long answer, uh, despite not really knowing how to best describe it. And that's the, that's the only way I can do it is just keep talking around it. But it's, it's weird, man. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I mean, basically, all the sports are on strike at once. It's basically the thinking, like, like we've got work stoppages in every sport. 
which is just like if you think about in any sport through the years and there's been a work stoppage and you get games you know like you know you lose games and games fall off and you know they got to make up games and they've had hockey seasons of 50 games before an NBA season of 50 games before but for this all at once with all these sports and I mean it's just impossible like you were saying if the you missed the first two months of the season then if you tried to play the whole season it would go into what November you've got the World at Series at the least yeah late November yeah. December the World Series like January 31st I mean yeah it's that it's just not going to happen I mean I don't know what else I can say about it but yeah this is going to be a radically different baseball season than any we've ever seen yeah and I think that's you know what what I started and, and it, it, like if you go down this rabbit trail of you know it's one thing to look at the season you know you strip out maybe some interleague games and and you you know you say okay well we go down to 120 all right well then basically that's that's three quarters of the season um you know and you just sort of there's no four game series and then you know every three game it goes down to two and if it was a if it was a two it goes to one or, or you know whatever the case may be there but outside of that you know you start thinking what about these guys who have big escalator clauses or who have options and and you know whether it be an opt out or an opt in to their contract or or maybe uh, the conversion of a player option you know or a, or a, a club option to a player option you know on say somebody's got an escalator where hey if a if a pitcher gets to 200 innings you know he he gets a 5 million dollar bonus or or he gets a bigger option on the next year well that stuff all goes away um and, and not that obviously it can't just go away. They have to rework that and figure it out. But how do you do that? Is it is it then just a you know a percentage basis and you, you just kind of take relative numbers? What about service time? You know, for guys who are rookies or or at any point in there, we just saw this with Chris Bryant play out again. How do you factor that in there? How do you look at this with you know what teams are trying to do? And again, guys are trying to hit milestones. I mean, that's kind of a a, a different one. But there's a lot of contractual stuff that I think all of us just want to sit there and say, well, yeah, just play this number of games or whatever, but it's not that simple and it can't be a unilateral decision because, and that, that's, you know, the players, uh, the union and, and um, the league have been meeting the last couple of days and they just sort of laid out some of the main groundwork. But then you also have to consider, all right, in this abbreviated schedule, you know, do we, do we just toss out the rules as far as, um, you know, the number of rest days that are required and, and playing double headers and, and travel east to west coast and back and forth and, Boy, that I mean, that all comes in and, and factors as well. So there is so much, and and that's the thing is they can all talk about this conceptually, but they can't figure anything out until they have a date and they say, "Here's when we're going to go again." You know, how long is spring training? What happens if if the, you know what kind of ramification? How do we deal with this? Is the trade deadline still on July 31st, which might only be two months into the into the new season? You know, do you change that? What about uh, all these other rules? And and it just it is. It is really, really, when you get past just the main idea of how it's going to work is under that, under that, you know, the business of it. We as fans, just, I just want baseball back. But, man, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is it's like, which has been a big thing that's been all over Twitter and stuff, but yet the people that work at these stadiums, that they their livelihood depends on if you're a peanut vendor, if you work in the bathrooms, if you, you clean these stadiums, if you – all these stadium and arena workers 
Like they're if they don't they have to be paid. No, some of the owners are stepping up. As as of we we're recording this, I don't know if the Cubs owner, if the Ricketts have said anything, but obviously the Blackhawks and Bulls announced they would pay, but this is one of those things you don't even think about the workers at like Wrigley Field and the you know the bars around Wrigley. All these people depend on these games to make a living and now that's in jeopardy. Yeah, and I think um, I know there was David Kaplan of ESPN 1000 and, and NBC Sports Chicago. Um, he had and it sounds like I'm giving him a, a plug or something and naming all this stuff, but I, you know, again, provide context. But he had tweeted out something that the Ricketts family was going to to help those, and it, it was like in the event that regular season, like, come on, man, in the event, like, <laughs> of course, there's going to be games missed. You know, they're they're not going to play 162 games. I think we can. We can agree on that. So something's going to be done, but the difficult part is, you know, how do you how do you factor that out? Because there's there is kind of as you mentioned, you know, there's there's sort of a hierarchy to it, right? Like you you want to be the beer vendor because those dudes are making a lot more money than like the cotton candy guy, you know what I mean? And and so that means a big difference in terms of you know I mean if you cut a quarter or a third of the games out of the schedule, you know even once they start playing. You know that uh, how do you how do you factor that in, or you look at the people who work at Sloan Park or the various other spring training sites, and some of those are the same folks. You know they may travel out there and kind of you know play the snowbird role or whatever livelihoods, and and some of them you know hey maybe they're retired and this is kind of just a side gig and it's no big deal. But a lot of these folks are doing this as their primary livelihood. You know they're really trying to support their families and something like this. And you think again as you mentioned, what about the service workers, you know, the people who were working in those those bars around there, which the Ricketts own a large chunk of, and we've already seen where the Cubs. And I'm, again, this is by no means a, a tale of woe for for a billionaire family, but we look at the Cubs' financial situation as it is, and you know whether or not how accurate it really is that they couldn't spend. But if you talk about the overages that they went into. $300, $400 million in the renovations, and now they're going to be faced with even bigger losses because they're still paying for all that stuff without having any revenue you know, out of the stadium or, or the surrounding areas. Like that's, again, that is not a, oh, no, poor Ricketts family, poor Cubs. Not at all, but just more a, a matter of the, the entire infrastructure around that Wrigleyville area and really the people who are hurting. Or again, if you're a bar owner in that area, and you don't have any business whatsoever for two months, your most profitable two months, maybe two of the most profitable in the baseball season, that is going to suck. I mean, there's a lot of people. So, I mean, you talk about the economy, and, uh, you know, you don't want to say it's uh, just fueled by by booze and baseball. That's not accurate. But in in that area, around these ballparks, Wrigleyville in particular, with it being so, so heavily residential and, and bars and restaurants, that is a tremendous hit that I don't, you know, I don't care how much money you, the the Fed dumps in or what they cut rates to. Um, that is going to stifle the economy in a bad way. And some places aren't going to bounce back from it. And that's really depressing. Yeah. You know, even like if you think about this stuff when they were talking about eliminating the minor league teams and you heard about all this stuff about these communities, would they be affected by losing minor league baseball? But you can use those same stories about the whole league and the whole communities around these places with all these leagues being on hold. The same effect scales up 
when you're going from what, what's going to happen with the minor league part going away in this, it's a huge impact. Yeah. And that's, and that's really, you know, when you start thinking about it and you, and you look, you know, this is one of those weird situations where, you know, for, for some individuals and, and a lot of us, you know, again, uh, I think there's kind of a weird misconception among some with this, the idea of this virus, you know, and, and, and the, the fear, uh, is, is not so much like, I'm not afraid of, of catching it. I'm healthy. I should be fine. Uh, you know, I'll get sick for a couple of days if, if, and when that happens, but you talk about the spread of it, you talk about people dying at a, at a higher rate, even if it's a low percentage in the grand scheme, it's a very high rate when it comes to traditional illnesses. And so you talk about a lot of death, a lot of fear. And in a lot of cases like that, you talk about 9-11 and kind of what brought people back from that. It was having baseball come back, having the NFL come back. Um, people use sports as, a, as a, one of the primary forms of escapism that, that we have in this country and in other places as well. But, you know, I think uh, our, our concept of it is more rooted in American sports. And so now you've got this fear. We're all kind of hunkered down. And there is no form of escapism. And not only that, there's no idea of when it's going to return. And so, you know, with anything, it doesn't matter what it is, the scariest part of this stuff is, is often the unknown. Because it'd be one thing, right, if we're all like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm kind of freaked out about this. But, hey, it's going to be a two-week layoff. We know when it's all coming back. But we don't. We, we don't know if it'll be back next month or the month after, if it'll come back at all this season. And so, you know, that, that really when you start to think about it and some people, Hey, if you're not a sports fan at all, that that might be a little bit easier, but it, it is, it's frightening to me for the simple fact that, and, and there's only so much Netflix I can watch or, or Disney plus, you know, like I, I don't have what for me has been for the last 40 years, a very familiar set of touchstones with the NCAA tournament and the college world series and the NBA and, and uh, everything that's gone. So now, we're, we, what do we, what do we do here? This is so it's, it's just, it's foreign and it, it feels like you're walking around you know, you woke up in, in somebody's house, you're staying with a relative and you woke up and the lights are all off and you're trying to find your way around their house in the dark, you know, cause you're not familiar with it. And so you just keep bumping into stuff and it's like, man, when am I, when am I going to, and we certainly haven't yet. It's going to be a while before we do. So again, the, the unknown is, uh, it's frightening. Yeah, it's one of those things that you just, I think the word I almost want to use is it's very destabilizing to be, you know, because you're in this, like, there's always been every year. Well, it's April, baseball time. No matter whether your team is good or bad, or it, I hate to sound like, you know, James Earl Jones in, in um, Field of Dreams, but throughout history, baseball has always been there. I mean, there's always been baseball. There's always been the tournament. I mean, today, Selection Sunday, everyone get your brackets ready, you know, who's going to win, and it's just, it's gone. And you're right, it's very, you're like, this is, something is not right. This stuff is always here, and it's gone. Yeah, and it, and it feel, it's funny, because I don't want to, you know, throw a spoiler out there if anybody hasn't watched it, although this part isn't so much, but it's, it, it's the, we just watched the movie yesterday, last night, about the, the guy, and there's this crazy blackout around the world, and then you know, this guy wakes up and then he remembers everything, but it's a world in which the Beatles never existed and, and, and like Coca-Cola never existed. Cigarettes never existed. There's all this weird stuff. And so, you know, you think, well, that's not really a big deal, but then you start thinking like, what if, 
really like the Beatles were never out. So this guy's able to rewrite all their songs and become famous. But it's we we just woke up one day, almost literally. I mean, it was uh, last Wednesday, the uh, this, this past Wednesday, whatever the NBA, you know, terminated their season. And the following day, MLS, NHL, NBA, or uh, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, all gone. So it's like you woke up. I mean, you you in the space of about 24 hours, every major sport. And then you had the NCAA tournament, all the various conference tournaments, like all gone. So, you know, you woke up on Saturday to a world with no American sports. Like none, gone, except for, I guess, UFC is still holding events and Smaller venues with no fans, which, whatever. But it is, it is like you said, it's it's absolutely destabilizing. It's just, uh, uh, w- huh? There's no, there's just nothing. It, it it feels like being on vacation when you don't really know what day it is because you don't have your familiar schedule. And like you wait, you're like, whoa, what is, what is today? Is it? It's Wednesday? Oh no, it's actually Friday. Okay, and that's I'm like, wait, oh, there's no, you know, especially running a blog and i mean you do a lot of our recaps and, well, and i was I, gonna say yeah i do a lineup that stuff's not there there's yeah, just what, stuff what, what was it do. like i think it was on wednesday or whatever and i had something i need you to cover me that day writing the recap and i said i'll be good to write it on friday and i kind of jokingly said well if there's a game on friday and and then that friday there was no game it was just wild yeah and it and it just it came you know and it was funny because the cubs canceled their Thursday game due to quote unquote inclement weather. And then, you know, like 20 minutes later, it comes out that MLB is suspending spring training and pushing the start of the regular season back, you know? And so it's like, Oh, okay. I mean, you'd, you guys could have just not even announced that you were canceling the game and just waited on the, on the major league one. But it's, you know, during the season like this, it's, it's so normal. And, and I think the other thing is, there's always, you know, I mean, the you think about the guys who who cover the beat for those teams, and and you know, not to the same extent as maybe the stadium workers, because these guys are still employed and, and they still have a job. But there's no, I mean, all the non-roster players got sent home. It's all a social distancing thing. There's no official team activities. There's no official camp, so there's no media availability. You know, if these guys manage to bump into a player or figure them out, but there's no set times that they can set these things up, and there's no staff there. You know, all those guys are gone. These guys don't know what to do. I mean, I was talking to, uh, I have several friends who, who cover the Cubs, uh, you know, for their actual jobs. And I'm, you know, I just reached out like, hey, I hope everything's okay. What, what are you guys thinking right now? They're all, I mean, they're, they're in the same spot we are. They're like, except maybe even more so because this is what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, for you and I, you know, it's a, it's a hobby. And, and you know, I, I don't want to elevate to the level of like someone who does it as a job, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty consuming thing for me, but I mean, these guys, this is their living. And so it's like, Hey, um, figure out something to do, you know, but they, but there's nothing, there's so little for them to chase down. The national guys kind of have their sources and their stories from an MLB level, but there's no, I mean, it's just, it, it just completely stopped and it's just done. And yeah, I don't know, man, but it's, uh, it's it's just it's at least interesting. I mean, this whole thing is you know, and and like all the news at this point essentially has one single focus, and and I mean, and that's where that escapism would be so nice right now. Um, you know, not that we can just completely wipe something away, but you could flip to something and maybe forget about the troubles that you have otherwise for a couple of hours, and that's that's really impossible. And so 
I do, I do fear a little bit for just how we'll all kind of cope with that. Cause we're sort of just stuck, you know, kind of going stir crazy to an extent. And there's kind of just listening to one song over and over again. And it, it just sucks. And it's, uh, it's a little yeah. bit maddening. Well, you know, it's one of those things too, that I don't know about if you've done this yet, but I have started, you know, going on YouTube to look for old games just to have something to watch. And I know, like, you know, the outcome of the games, but it's like, at least it's a game and it's kind of a weird thing, but I don't know if you've been doing that too. I, you know, I haven't yet, but it's been really interesting because I, I follow enough kind of people from different teams and sports on, on Twitter. And it's been kind of fun just to see people kind of bring that up. And it, and it's sort of cool. I've been sitting with my family and, and catching up on shows. We've been watching, uh, as, as soon as we're done recording this, we're going to watch the, the series finale of lock and key. You know, I'm catching up on better call Saul and walking dead, which, uh, feels it feels like it's it's more of a uh, a predictive documentary at this point uh, almost if I if I can be kind of morbid but um but you know and actually speaking of what I love my favorite thing of this whole deal if I can kind of make light of it the best part of this was that Marquee Sports Network went live with Hulu on Thursday <laughs> afternoon the day that MLB canceled everything and so you got this channel everybody's like stoked about it and they would have been the first ones and it's like Oh yeah. Hey, sorry. But, but, but at least it would give you, I mean, Marquis is really, they are maybe at, I, it, they certainly are not at more of an advantage. This is not a good thing for Marquis, mm-hmm. but they have that opportunity to go through and, and Hey, they've got all this Cubs content and they can sit there and play. They were playing like the entire 2016 playoff run, basically all the best games from that. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I mean, that right there, is the kind of thing that you can dive into if you want to just kind of get away from it and, and feel good about baseball, which is kind of hard to do right now. They have that opportunity. So that's something that a few people can do, uh, you know, provided they are in the market and have the right carrier and have the right package and, and so on. So it's still not a great situation, but, um, yeah, that stuff's fun, you know, cause you can do that and, and feel again, you can't, you can really get away and unplug from that stuff and, and do so I, you know, without the anxiety that comes with, Oh man, is my team going to win or not? Like, okay, cool. I know the outcome. So now I can just really enjoy this all the way out. Yeah. That's the funny thing with, um, I haven't watched the Cubs, um, any of their big games yet, but I've watched, uh, two Blackhawks playoff games. And I remember thinking, wow, these guys are actually pretty good. And I'm like, why did I not notice how good they were when I was watching it live? And I thought, <laughs> Oh, cause I wasn't super stressed about the outcome of the game. So now I can notice, Oh yeah, these guys are actually pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, it's, and it's, it's kind of like watching if you got a favorite movie or whatever that you've seen however many times. And then, you know, you get to the point where like, okay, well I'm not really watching it to see how the movie plays out because I already know how that happens. But I want to look at these little things like what, what's going on in the background. What's that? What's that painting on the wall they got back there? Oh, what's, what's that weird facial expression? Oh, who's that extra? You know, what, what are they doing back there? This is kind of crazy. And, and just finding those little tips and, and tricks and trivia and kind of trying to look at things in a different light because you've seen it five or six or 25 times. And, uh, you know, again, the, the stress is removed, the, the anxiety of those moments that uh, even, even if you are watching, although Game 7, it still feels weird to watch Rajay Davis hit that home run. It still feels weird to watch Chris Bryant's foot slip and, and, you know, you're like, you're almost like, Oh God, is this, you know, is that, is that Kipnis hit going to stay fair? Um, things like that. And so 
you know, to, to, to kind of go back through that stuff. And it is, it's super cool because you can get back into those things or like you said, whether it be the Blackhawks playoff run or, you know, the other thing is that this is such a shared experience. Uh, obviously in our case, you know, more Cubs and Chicago sports, but across the entire world, uh, we're, we're all experiencing this, you know, at the same time, you're seeing these things going on in Italy and in China and South Korea and all these European countries. And so, you know, you have, and they maybe are small efforts, but like Disney pushed out the release of frozen two on Disney plus. I watched that with my family this afternoon. Um, you know, there's people are talking about, man, it'd be great if they, the 30 for 30 or whatever split or ESPN is, uh, maybe it's a 30 for 30. I don't know, but extensive, exhaustive bulls documentary that they're supposed to put out. You know, that I think it's going to be next year, but like, Hey, are there ways to push some of this content? Are there things that, that you can do? Because let's face it, movie theater, if your movie is getting released right now, it is going to tank because people aren't going to the movie theaters. Yeah. You know, I was going to go to the movies with my son. Can't do that. But it's like, Hey, maybe <laughs> the smart thing to do movie theater would be to put that crap on digital mm-hmm. right now. And, and uh, if it's a brand new movie that's only out in theaters, I'd gladly pay 10, 15, even $20 to rent that because I'd pay more than that for the tickets to see it, but I get to stay home. So the, I think the companies that are really going to do well in this and, and whether that's goodwill or profits or both, that'd be ideal for them. Put that stuff out there, man, give people content that they can use while they're at home and, and find some way to subsidize this. Although again, you talk about an industry I feel kind of bad for it's, it's the restaurants, the movie theaters, the bars right now. It just, it's going to suck. But uh, you know, Hey, if you got a liquor delivery business, you're in for it. So I would say, you know, a uh, online movie rentals and, and, and booze delivery, man, I'm, I'm there. Yes. That'll be the big, you know, moving industry. But yeah, it is like, and they're talking about these restaurants, like if you're a restaurant that has a capability for, you know, takeout orders, you can still keep going because they're going to allow takeout orders, but no congregating in restaurants. So again, it's like people are going to have to figure out ways to, keep themselves going through this stuff but it's yeah i mean i don't know we've been saying this but it really just is i don't think i think we can fairly say i don't think this has ever happened this is unprecedented for at least as long as i've been around i don't know about you but this is something that i don't think has ever happened before yeah not not to this extent i mean you know if you're in an area that's that's dealt with um you know extreme weather so it could be a you, know, you get a blizzard that, that shuts things down and, and you know, a, a few years back we had a really big ice storm that kind of just really shut everything down for a few, but that's a few days. And you can look outside and be like, oh, hey, the sun's out. It's going to help melt some of this stuff off, you know, or, or you get, uh, it gets really cold for a while and school maybe gets canceled for a few days. We had a, a week at the end of Christmas break one time. That was like the biggest deal you could do. You know, there could be flooding uh, and, but those are, those affect very small pockets. And then the rest of us see headlines on the news or we see videos online and it's like, Holy crap, that area is really being affected. Thank God. That's not me. Um, but this is, this is everyone. I mean, this is a national national emergency. This is governors and and mayors and, and people shutting down, you know, Hey, don't go anywhere. Schools are shut down. Churches are shut down. Businesses are shut down. Don't go anywhere. You know, people fighting over toilet paper and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it is such a different because it because it's universal. Like we're all having that's I don't want it's not good and that's not what I mean by this. But 
it is if there's is a any shared if there's, experience. Yeah, if you there's know? any benefit. There aren't many, but if there's one silver lining on this very dark cloud, it is like people realize, you know, you'd like to think people realize, you know, we're all in this together. Like I'm in Montana, you're in Indiana, but we're all going through this. It's all everybody's going through the same thing. So if that's the one good thing we can gleam out of this bad thing, maybe it could be that. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Well, it's it's been, you know, and I, and I hope we can all come around to something. Although, you know, I've said this a couple of times too. It, it's it's there's still, I think there always will be in, in any situation you have. It doesn't matter how much logic someone is presented with. You know, there's still some ideas that that kind of skew a little bit as to far uh, as to whether this is real or, or simply a a liberal hoax. Um, because Lord knows the people of Italy, uh, you know, have it out. Uh, for the for the conservative politicians in America, but I digress. Um, you know there there is and, and my again my sincere hope is that people who all think this is fake and that we're all overreacting, uh, my hope is that they're able to feel justified within a few weeks that this thing does um, you know it is slowed down significantly that we quote unquote flatten the curve and that and, and that there's enough time then to keep the the hospital systems from being inundated and that there's some cures and some vaccines that can come out. And and that eventually, uh, sooner rather than later, things calm down significantly. We find some of that stuff and it all works out. And that a lot of people could be like, see, you idiots just overreacted. And and then the idiots who overreacted, uh, we can we can say, well, the reason the reason things are better is because we overreact. So that everybody can feel justified in the end. That that's that I don't want this to be like this, I told you so kind of a thing or, or whatever, but um but it is it's it's comforting kind of per way to at least know that that you're not alone in this that that everyone's kind of in that boat and we're all trying to you know hopefully work together and and that maybe you know in the future we will be better prepared for things like this and that that sucks that something like this has to happen for that but you would like to think that that that's what like we have uh you know vaccines enable us to have a herd immunity to you know we can knock out things like polio uh and and move forward with those but ideally, this also gives us sort of a – it inoculates us mentally to where, you know, well, we're yeah, a little you, more – You just hope that, like, of. this makes people, when they go to get a flu shot, get a freaking flu shot next time. Don't act like this. Like, when there's shots available in the future, like, don't think, like, oh, I don't need that. Vaccines are bad. Those people – I hope this will be a wake-up call to the anti-vaccine people, at least, that, you know, maybe you do need this stuff. That would be ideal. I don't know if, if we can uh, make it that far. If if the eradication of all these other diseases in the past uh, hasn't uh, taught them that, however, I, I do I do want to believe. You know, again, I want to assume positive intent for people, and I want to assume that that we can get better. And and, and you know, my my hope too is that um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And so, with something like baseball, which has seen some things tail off, it sure would be nice that. Once the season comes back in, depending on what happens with the NHL and the NBA, you know, I, I assume they want to resume as well. But baseball should have a nice little couple months there, kind of toward the end of its season, where football isn't in full swing yet. That maybe it can really capitalize on on having a shorter season, you know, not having that long drawn out where people don't pay attention until it gets to August or September. That they can really hit this thing and go full bore pedal to the metal and really keep fans around and engaged, even those who weren't as into it in the first place. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out and, and when, and, you know, once it does, 
are they finally, I don't trust the baseball executives to be very smart at marketing their organization and their, and their sport, but maybe this is a way, again, I'm not saying this is like a good thing, right? I want to make very clear about that, but maybe they can make some lemonade out of this in the end and, and do the right thing. We'll, we'll see. But, um, you know, that's my hope is that we're all just really, once we come out of this, there'll be such a collective sense of relief that maybe we'll all be a little bit better for it. And we'll all kind of appreciate things a little bit more. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to hope for. But yeah. And I don't, you know, this is one of these, I just thought wanted to have this discussion because, you know, everyone, you know, there's, we all, we're in the business of baseball, even in a very small way on our blog and stuff and with these podcasts and stuff we do. But I just wanted to, you know, put something out there to talk to the people because I know it was bugging me. And I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this and read our articles are the same way. And I just wanted to, you know, get out there and talk to them a little bit and just say, we feel you too. We're going through the same stuff you guys are going through. Yeah. And you know, that's, uh, you know, I sincerely hope, um, and, and you know, the other thing is like, nobody should feel selfish and, and, and look down upon because they want baseball back. And I'm not saying, I, I do think it's a little selfish and foolish to to prioritize that over the the health and welfare of of the greater population. But to to say you know I I miss it, man. This sucks not having it, and you know that that's okay. Like you should you should miss it. You should kind of grieve that a little bit, and then but uh, again do so in a in a healthy fashion. Be like, okay, well, what can I find out about this? How how can I go? But you you want this stuff back? You know, do your part to, again, to flatten that curve and to do the things that you can to ensure that that we're able to kind of work together to to make that happen. And uh, and again, I think it's just, you know, because there's, there's a lot of just kind of weird stuff and some divisive things. And, and again, I just hope that as cheesy as it sounds, we can sort of all just rally together around this thing. And so that when it does come back, um, again, we're able to appreciate it and maybe appreciate each other. Just maybe, you know, just a little bit more. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it'll be not too long, maybe before we kind of get back into the, the normalcy. But, I, you know, I know I will certainly appreciate the hell out of being able to have just turn on my TV and just watch an NBA game or, or watch a Major League Baseball game, even if it's not the Cubs. Just, just because it's on and I know I can versus right now just being like, oh, Okay, well, you know, ESPN showed replays of the Big Ten tournament from 2016 or whatever. So uh, I just, you know, live sports, man, there's nothing like it. And I can't wait to get it back. Yes, it's going to be, you know, once when that first game, whatever it is, is people are going to go nuts over it. Doesn't matter what sport, what, when those games start again. Because, you know, it's one of those things that just, and yeah, like we, I mean, how often is all of all of us said, we shouldn't get emotionally involved in sports. That's silly, you know. It's, why am I doing this to myself? I'm sure all fans have said that at one point or another. But you know what? It's just, that's what we're about. That's who we are. I mean, it's just, you, you know, in life you love sports and that's your thing. And, you know, it it's going to be good to be back. This is prudent that they're doing this now. But, yeah, it's not, This if this is what you love, then it's what you love. Don't feel bad about it, and, you know, don't do anything to put anyone's health in jeopardy, but, yeah, it is okay to miss sports. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, and that, that's kind of what, I mean, for so many of us, that's what we grew up with, and that's just what we know. It's just a, a part of life 
And it's again, it's not about saying, I wish these are back. This is stupid. Give me my sports. But it's, you know, again, it's just this is this is a part of my life that I don't I don't like being without. I I, I love this stuff and I'd, I'd really rather have this around. And so, again, best way to do that is to just follow the guidance being put out there by the smarter people. Maybe avoid uh, some some of the Facebook advice uh, that you can unless it's coming from a reputable source and just move forward. And, uh, and, and again, my, my hope is it will come out better for this on the other side at whatever point that is. And, and hopefully it's sooner than later. But, uh, you know, at this point, I mean, like I said, it's, it's feeling like June, probably going to have to cancel my trip to London, uh, which, which again, that, that sucks. You know, it's a total first world problem and I'm very well aware of that, but that was something I was just incredibly looking forward to. I mean, just super like a bucket list, like I'm going to go to Europe and watch the Cubs play baseball. Like that is a crazy thing that probably isn't going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's say like reschedule for next year and let them, let them do it then, which makes sense. But anyway, um, you know, it's all weird and, and Hey, we'll all, we'll all come out better on the other end. That's, that's my hope. Yep. And I'll just tell everyone, you know, if you want to commiserate with us about stuff, you can find Evan at D Evan Altman on Twitter and I'm at STH 85 and yeah, come and talk to us, but you know, we'll get through this together and, everyone out there stay safe and uh thank you for letting us ramble a little bit to you guys about about our sports thing and yeah just everyone stay safe and thank you for listening and the cubs will be back at some point sounds good to me (laughs) all right